This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Genesis, the girl who is so excited that all of her Patreon chats this week have a super special guest involved. Yay! Oh my god, is it me? I'm going to feel really bad if it's someone else. <laughs> like, hold on, it's me, right? <laughs> it's definitely you. And, yes! Okay, and bravado. Cool. <laughs> and I'm here to tell everyone listening that the notable Mary Kenny is here as a surprise guest for our patron chat and for our patrons because they didn't know it was happening. Hello, everybody. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for a while, so it's great to be here. (laughs) Yay! And I think we have a really interesting topic to go over tonight, too. So, as usual, our patrons get to vote on the topic that we talk about at the end of the month. A dollar a month will get you into the voting pool, and then higher tiers let you join in on the chat. Uh, So, hopefully, you can join us after this episode and join for February. So let's just go around the room tonight and just kind of say hi and your name, and then we'll get into the question. Hi, everybody. I am Lizzie, or LVCC13, and apparently I'm losing my voice. So (laughs) let's just hope I can get through this episode today. Rough. Hello. I tend to answer online to Daddy Bat Knight or simply Bat Knight or that chatty dude. (laughs) Hello, I'm Mary Kenny. Uh, I am a person who writes video games a lot of the time, and that's how I came into this lovely orbit. And I am maybe possibly notable on Twitter. That's it. That's why we keep making that joke. That's that's all it is. Hello, I am Apollo. And this little furball here that won't get out of my way is George. <laughs> Hi, George. Hi, how's it going? Yay. Always happy to be here. Happy and to boss, see If you're listening, don't fire her. yeah no please no (laughs) oh all right now tonight we have a very interesting topic of star-crossed lovers or happily ever after which do you prefer and why i have an answer but i want to hear lizzie's first or should we go with win first so that way you make sure that you get to talk uh so i definitely prefer happily ever after because i you know, life is already hard. I, I want the happy ending, you know, so. <laughs> totally yeah, valid. I don't know what else to say about that, yeah. Who's your favorite happily ever after video game couple? 
Um, the first one that comes to mind is from Dragon Age Inquisition because you just like straight up get married and have a dog, and you know it's like the white picket fence ending. You know, <laughs> you're Cullen. That's a good one. As a solace mancer, jealous. <laughs> As someone who hates joy and also romances solace, yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Glad you all got a dog. That's cool. <laughs> no, actually, but yes, though. <laughs> that is totally adorable. And I love that for you. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to apologize to Lizzie because I know that's, that's, that's your man, too. <laughs> hey, that's why there are multiple playthroughs so everyone can romance who they want to romance. Valid. Uh, so, Lizzie, what about you? I am definitely a hopeless romantic. I watched way too many Disney movies as a tiny human not to be. And I mean, also, I have the example of my parents' marriage as knowing that happily ever after is actually a thing if you put the work into it. So yes, that's incredibly sappy, but it's true. And I also think for my favorite video game romance, it's actually not Cullen, honestly, for my favorite happily ever after. I think it's a tie between... Dorian and a male Lavellan or Dorian and the Iron Bull, because both of those relationships still last and they're just they're so cute. They just and Dorian deserves all the happiness. He does. I think that if there was one relationship that totally could have worked as Polly would have been Dorian Bull and the Inquisitor. Like that that's just yes! how it would have worked. And it could have been perfect. I mean, their romances individually are also really, really good. But we but like I think... options. Exactly. Yeah, and if you were a rogue inquisitor, you'd have like a perfect battle thruple going on. Oh, you yeah. Have, yeah, you have a whole party as a thruple. Like, people mm -hmm. see you come and they're like, oh, they're balanced. I can't. Like, that's, that's <laughs> not going to work. Like, <laughs> that's great for them. Good for them. In every way, except emotionally, they are balanced. <laughs> emotionally, spiritually weapons wise all the ways <laughs> all the ways we should all look for <laughs> i love it okay bat night all right so i know when i was younger i was very much a fan of the star-crossed lovers you know the uh you know your romeo and juliet etc etc i realized this much about myself i tend to get drawn to stories a lot more or characters a lot more when i can see something in myself in them if I can relate on some level, I feel like that's that's my guy. That's what I'm rooting for or whatever. So while I was a big fan of that star-crossed lover syndrome as a young person <laughs> with my age has come the fact of it, it seems like star-crossed lovers has been done to death. And especially in games, you don't really see a lot of happily ever after lately, or at least I haven't. The games I play, you don't. So... The rare exception now where you get to see a solid relationship, you know, two people that just balance each other out and build each other up to something great. V knows exactly where I'm going with this because I've referenced this couple multiple times. I'm, I was going to say him if you weren't going to say him. <laughs> oh, I'm, of course I'm going to say it. Uh, so, yeah, I am, I'm all for the uh, happily ever after. And without question, I, I talked about him on the last chat. Nathan Drake and Elena... That's that's my team, man. I love those two. No, Nate and Elena are couple goals. Like once they finally get their shit together, they are goals. And once Nathan finally gets his shit together, Elena had her <laughs> shit together from the get go. <laughs> she was a queen. Yeah. 
Okay. And as much as I said I relate to characters that I recognize, that's part of the reason my wife and I both love Nate and Elena because they Nate and Elena remind us so much of my wife and myself because she is very together and I'm I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, so I love their relationship. They definitely had their issues. And I would have loved to have seen a therapy session or two, not just like a heat of the moment trauma bonding session. But I still think that they they were really, really good. All right. Miss Mary. So I'm going to be the odd one out here, y'all. I like star-crossed lovers. And the reason is when I'm when I'm going to stories, I want to see something I'm not doing. All the time. And I'm pretty ha- I'm happily married. I've got I'm happy with my family. Everything's going really, really well. So I am always really struck by the idea of people who can't be together, who nonetheless love each other, who the circumstances did not come together for them. They are not able to stay together, but that didn't dampen the love that they have for each other it really speaks to me. So it gets me good. It's why I only pick sad romance options. <laughs> it's just, it's great. It's, it's really lovely to see people continue to love each other, even when the deck is completely stacked against them. So I love me a good star-crossed lover story, even though it's a, a bummer <laughs> most of the time. That's okay. So my favorite, um, I, I bounced around on this question quite a bit, though, because I, I also do like a, a happily ever after sometimes. Like, I don't want to be sad all the time, but... Uh, I came to Starcross Lovers overall, and my favorite is my first one uh, when I was, you know, playing this game in 2009, which was Alistair and a not human. As long as you're not human, that storyline gets me every time. That one's real nice, especially if you decide to stick it out, even though you can't really be together. I totally went that route. Yeah, in Dragon Age Origins. I was totally Alistair's mistress. I didn't like it, but I didn't want it to end. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know what? You're worth it, babe. I got shit to do. I gotta go. I started a whole new playthrough of Dragon Age Origins when I found out at the very end that my Dalish girl couldn't be with Alistair. And this is like pre very easily accessed like IGN walkthroughs and stuff. So I had to do some intense research to find out about hardening him. And like, I don't want to be his mistress. I want to be the queen of Ferelden. So I just was a boring ass human. (laughs) <laughs> it's still a good story don't get me wrong yeah. like it's not bad to become queen that's good that's yeah. good stuff but i wanted I just to want... happily ever after in that one for sure yeah that one's nice alistair yeah. also deserves love damn it i know sweet baby i and really need them to remaster that game i know same i really also love the parallels of if, if alistair has this hidden mistress situation and we know Celine has a hidden mistress situation and I'm like oh man this is what our nations will finally unite over <laughs> it's having hidden lovers who are elves that's it the end yeah <laughs> who would Anora be with I like to think Zevran oh goodness oh my god they, they need to have an elf mistress what's a, say, what's if it's like an a elf, male term for mistress a mistress <laughs> let's just say concubine that's gender concubine. neutral there you go <laughs> I was going to say, if, if it doesn't have to be Elvin, I would say Iron Bull would actually be a really good fit for Anora because he's very wise and very tall and very strong. And I think I think they'd be a good match and very scary together. 
Yeah. Uh, nope, I'm going to cancel that one because Iron Bull is with my Inquisitor, and that's sorry, enough sorry, said. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the game you haven't even played yet, you're already laying claim. Wait, what? No, have I have completed Inquisition. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, sorry. I thought you had only beat Dragon Age 2. I thought you were just planning to play Inquisition still. No, 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 no. Did you stream oh. that one? No, because that was no, a private no. moment between See, me. I like, I needed that. Slander on the channel. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. She plays way more games than I do. I'm playing like, the same game for months. <laughs> so I can't keep track. Like that, too. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Tsushima right now. I don't know anything about playing the same game for a long period of time. <laughs> That's like my girlfriend. I'll play through six games while she's still finishing one. I want to see everything. Yeah, I explore slowly. Gosh, and like sometimes I don't like the dialogue I chose, and I have to reload. That's the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes it takes you three hours to get a certain shard in a certain place in the hinterlands. Developers. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, that shard Sorry, can Mary. fall off a cliff. Um, that would be helpful. Apollo. So, what about you? Okay. So before I answer, life is strange. I'll. Spoiler-free zone or no spoiler-free zone? I need to know before I answer this question. No, go ahead. I'm uh, asking Jen. Right, are you Jen playing it? Oh, or... no, I am not playing it, but I plan on playing it. But as we say every week. So here's your fucking spoiler alert. <laughs> then I'm going to go, while I do appreciate a well-written star-crossed lover situation, I, I absolutely do. I do have to go with happy ending. And my favorite happy ending will extend past the video games and into comics. And I have to go with Max and Chloe because I really love the Max and Chloe relationship. And it lives on past the game into the comics. And that is my favorite because they go, I mean, you go through so much. As Max, you literally see Chloe die and you have to go back and save her. And you spend the whole game basically to save Chloe. And they finally, finally, finally get together. And it's just a great story. It really is. I just finally finished Life is Strange like last month, month before. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I never had the last episode when I had it the first time. <laughs> but yeah, it's so cute. I have to finish the Before the Storm, though. So it, goes on one, through, yeah. it, goes, it lives on in comics. And that's where you get even mm -hmm. more story. So I mean, I'm going into that with my happy ending. Yeah. That last episode of that traumatized me. But I think I was also playing on no sleep and quite a lot of sugar because I was at a, my best friend's house for the, and seeing her for the first time in years. So I don't think I slept that entire week. That might have been part of it. Oh, boy. It was also traumatizing. I don't think it was just sugar. I think that's a fair reaction, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there was a lot. A lot went down. When that game came, I can't remember exactly when it came out, but it, I know it's been a few years and when I first played it, it was brand new. And then now I'm like a parent in my 30s when I'm playing it this time. And step douche is actually a, such a step. I'm like, oh, my God, like he's super abusive. Like I did not. They were just kind of like making light of it. The kids, you know, and they're like, oh, he sucks. You know, he's just a fascist, whatever. And I'm and I don't know the way I thought about it when I played it the first time. I was like, oh, she's just being like dramatic Chloe, you know? And now I'm like, oh my God, no. <laughs> He's like every horrible stereotype about veterans in one. In one guy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Up how could one. he like hit her once? They make you feel bad for him later when you say, if you do the timeline rewinding and save him. He's like, oh no, Chloe, she doesn't know how much I love her. And I'm like, 
I don't feel bad for you. I was going to say, I if they did try to make you feel bad for him, it failed. Because I was like, he, yeah. she doesn't know how much you love her because nobody does. Because you yeah. suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude, no. and her mom too. I judged her mom so hard. I was like, Damn. she's like, you just you gotta be nice to him. We're making pot roast for him, and man, 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 Do you not stick up for your daughter at all? You make his own pot roast. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, or in his own house elsewhere. <laughs> like he could move out anytime. No one would be mad. Yeah, the 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 stuff that had to occur in order for her to kick him out was just insane. I was like, this this whole thing is just messed up. Yeah. So anyway, traumatic story. That was what I was getting at. The whole thing. It was good. I loved how all of the characters felt like somebody I've met before, which good and bad. And that to me, like really contributed to the feeling of that romance paying off because these feel like real people who I've met in my life and like seeing them get to come together and finally come together. You're just like, come on, come on, come on. Yes. Like it just, it, it's, it's a great feeling. It is. And oh, I did mean to say one more thing about Starcross lovers. Well, I, well, another reason why I do appreciate it is I think many of us, if not most of us, have that one person somewhere in our life that we just met at the wrong time or in another life or in another time. Things could have been totally different. So I think we can all relate to that. That's the part of the Starcross lover thing that I can relate to. Because I mean, my girlfriend, when I graduated college, that was it. That was my star-crossed lover because we knew we were never going to live in the same place again and all that. And so it was really sad, but it was also really great while it lasted. So I can always, because of that, I can always relate to the star-crossed lovers. I love it. All right. I think we are ready to take our little mid-break, listen to some sponsors of the show, do our little mid-break happy dance, thank the patrons, and come back to talk V and Jen's versions of Starcrossed or Happily Ever After. Mwahaha. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. If you told me that Butt Cheek Beach was a Mario Kart course, <laughs> I'd believe you. You know how when you're hanging with your buds and the conversation takes a nosedive into vehemently arguing things about fictional worlds that don't matter? Well, Debate This is a show that tries to recapture that magic. The first time we meet Wario, I'm pretty sure, is in the second Mario Game Boy game. And I think his whole shtick is like, he's stealing shit. That doesn't mean he's anti-union time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two parts barroom debate, one part show and tell, and one part 
horrific thought experiment. He is certainly not stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. <laughs> if anything, Mario is a blue-collar worker, and he's stealing from Mario. Mario Mario is a centrist, and we all know that. Mario is upholding the monarch estate of Mushroom Kingdom. You cannot tell me that Wario is not anti-fascist. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you download podcasts. Yeah, I'm going to think about Wario being anti-fascist for a while. Go ahead, Todd. Made break dance everybody Woo! all right i love it so we don't have any new reviews to go over tonight super sad face on that but our rankings on spotify keep going up and up and i super appreciate when you leave us those five stars on there because i get to see them and that makes me happy and i like things that make me happy big apple podcasts are just on the outs or something nobody wants to leave a review or listen on there it's all spotify now it is a majority of Spotify, but we mm-hmm. get uh, five star ratings. We have more ratings on iTunes than we do reviews. So that means people are mm. still giving stars. It's just sometimes it takes time to sit down and write out words. So I understand that. And if you do write out the words, we take the time to read them out here in the middle of the show. The other thing that we get to do is thank our Amazeball patrons. You guys are freaking awesome. And every single one of you is super appreciated. So to Toasty and Apollo, Mystios and Wynn, Bat Knight, Lizzie and Becky, y'all kick ass. I have nothing beyond that. Big love, major hearts. <laughs> and thanks to honorary patron Mary Kenny, who has a blue check mark on Twitter. Thank <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> Still, you know, as long as as long as it holds out. But yes. Yeah. But I'm always honored to come on every every time y'all ask me if I'm free. I'm like, oh my god, they still like me. Oh. So it's always oh. a good feeling. Yes, <laughs> so I'm always happy to come. Eternal love. <laughs> also, eternal love to Shayna that we interviewed since we last saw you, and she's super super cool. <laughs> Just like yeah. you said. I, I listened to that episode and then I immediately texted her to be like, oh my God, you're so smart. I can't even believe it. I mean, like, I know because I've talked to you, but, but wow. <laughs> dang. <laughs> I had no idea until we followed her on Twitter that she also fosters neonatal kittens. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, thank you. Secondly, me too. Love you for that. So I love seeing all the bean updates lately. I, know, I can't I can't look away. I like all of them. I'm like my algorithm needs to show me this at all times. I don't care what kittens. else you do. I, yeah, I need I need updates all the time. <laughs> so go follow Shana Moon if you want to see kittens all the time. Mm-hmm. Smart takes on video games and lots of kittens. That's that's all you'll get with Shana, which is great. That's yeah. what we all. Yeah, that is. She gives me hope for the future of gaming. People who like you two, obviously. But she's the only producer we've interviewed so far. So it's really nice to see like that person, that mindset in that role, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love uh, talking to you and interviewing people in other disciplines because just the way we approach our work and I mean, really how to make it better is just it's very different, right? <laughs> like for, for a writer, a lot of it lives in the scripts. But for a producer, I mean, there's so many other angles on what they do in game development. And it's just you of everybody. So I know when I was, um, you know, when I was writing my book, that was that was one of my big focuses was trying to talk to other disciplines and just talking to like environment artists, talking to lighters. I was like, wow, you see this in a completely different way, but it's fascinating. And I don't I can't do it (laughs) like that. It's it's just great. It's very humbling. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, 
that's the thing I'm endlessly grateful for for this podcast is just like as a lifelong gamer, it's been so cool to actually understand more how they're made. Like I still I, I don't know hardly anything, but it's I know what I don't know versus like I don't know what I don't know. You know what I mean? Right. It's just been really cool to talk to people and like hear it's how much more effort it is than I ever imagined it would be. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm still learning how games are made every day and it's it changes right like every mm-hmm. time we get a hardware change every time we get a major software change it's changing on our end too so even people who have been in for years and years are having to update i i think i told this story to y'all another time um but before i was a video game writer i was a staff writer for a little while at kotaku and my very first staff meeting they were talking about like a new engine that had just come out I had no idea what a video game engine was. I was just sitting there like pretending to take notes like, yeah, it does things like like <laughs> I had no idea at all. And they were like, Mary, do you want to write the story? And I was like, oh, oh, God, uh, yes. And then, you know, it was, it was just off to the races. But like the point there being it, you know, everybody starts somewhere. And obviously now I know what an engine is. And now I know how to write inside an engine. And like it's, you know. We all learn as we go <laughs> and it's and it's fine and it'll all shake out. Yeah. All right, V, are you ready to discuss it? Which do you yeah, prefer? Do, or do you want, you me, want me to go, go first? first? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'll go first. I love the happily ever after. But I also love the star-crossed lovers. And what I think I have to land on is the, like, we definitely had the trauma and we're still working through our shit. When I saw this question pop up, I was like, oh, Anders, you are the best of this, like, star-crossed lover. But also the possibility for a happily ever after but I don't know how it ends yet. So I don't know if we get the happily ever after that I want or if it really just did end up in flames. Only because I don't know yet. So I'm going to cheat and take the middle road and say both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, canonically, I don't know how it could end happily because he's an abomination, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> I right, mean, so but- was Wynn and she was cool. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. fine. We can all work it out. <laughs> okay. Wynn was an true. abomination. There's possibility. If you can find a cure to the calling, why can't yeah. you find a way, a cure for like expelling demons from your body? There's hope for that. Maybe that's the happily ever after is you guys just like embark on this quest to rid him of the demon. And that's just what you do for the rest of your natural lives if it never works out. Or we finally get justice to therapy and we become a power throuple. This is what I'm rooting for. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. So much therapy in Thetis. All of it is needed. So So much. The first person who gets like a degree in therapy is going to make bank in Thetis because every (laughs) single person needs it. What scares me is is that Varric is literally the closest person to a therapist in Thetis. And that really tells you how messed up it is there. Yeah, he's publishing unethically. We We can't trust him with that stuff, man. I know if anything, he's like pushing people in the wrong direction so he gets more content. <laughs> like yeah, if your therapist is 
publishing what you're telling him. You need a new one. <laughs> like that, yeah. that one's not it. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe they don't have ethics. When <laughs> can your writing be when your editor is part of the coterie? <laughs> yeah. When what were you gonna say? Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. Like, does if Justice is removed from Anders, is he still Anders? Yes. Is he still the Anders you fell in love with? That is a very valid question because I don't know. Um, I think so, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And so that's why I want to find out. I want to find out who he is. I, I don't know. That's a tough one. He was way better in Awakening. So I think I think it would work out. No, I still but haven't played Awakening yet, though. So I don't know. He still wouldn't be the same Anders from Awakening, though, because of the trauma. the trauma. Trauma. Right. Yeah. Capital T trauma. That's it's not going exactly away. Trauma. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's definitely not going away. Poor Anders. Yeah. I feel for him. That, I, I don't, don't know if I like, like Justice all that much. I know I like Vengeance, but that's just a whole nother thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that got a little weird in Awakening too. When Justice was like, "I'm gonna go visit my wife," and I'm like, "It's it, yeah, totally not your wife though. It's the dead guy's wife." So it just got weird. It Justice doesn't understand boundaries at all. So mm-hmm. that that is a mark against the thruple idea, unfortunately. Well, it can still be a thruple between hawk anders and vengeance but i i don't know that he learned boundaries i think it might be worse now i don't know it's like some regression (laughs) if demons and spirits understood boundaries better there would probably be less of the whole possession thing to begin with all right okay Okay. well i'm obviously gonna side with mary because i was always gonna pick star cross lovers (laughs) Not for any reason that I don't like Happily Ever After, because if I were to pick that, I would pick Nate and Elena, because when I finished Uncharted 4 in the epilogue, I cried because I was like, this is amazing. This story had a nice little neat bow. But you know what I still feel strongly for? How many years is it now? Eight years later is Solus <laughs> and Thane. I'm going to pick Thane as my favorite Starcross lover, just because his is wonderfully tragic not like there's no anger attached to it it's not thane's fault that he had to die you know but it's just and the whole time you romance him he's dying so you know that that's the end the citadel dlc just makes it so much better with his funeral (laughs) like that stays with me in a good way like i have fond memories of thane i like solace a lot but i'm mad at him so (laughs) that one's not my favorite even though I will die on lots of hills for Solus. Thane was just, a close I, second for me. So yeah. we are like clicking right now because I love yeah. Thane. Yeah, same thing. We're doomed from the outset and it yeah. doesn't matter. And I love it. It's that. so freaking sad and he's so amazing. Like, I too, for the same reason, like I am happily married, been happily married for many years now. So I, I don't know. We all like that. I was saying in the comments earlier, Romeo and Juliet is such a story still told that everyone's obsessed with for a reason. Like, it's sad. We kind of like to watch tragedy. So maybe we don't have it in our life as much. It's like a catharsis or something. But Thane, he's just, it was a beautiful story. So sad. Yeah. Aw. Thane was very beautiful. And I can replay that entire conversation that they have in that culmination scene in two in my head. 
And then at the Citadel DLC, which we will get to talk about here in like a couple of months, but it was so special. So special. So I understand your love of the Star Cross lovers also. I get it. Yeah. I, I guess it's because it's a sad memory and humans have a negative bias overall, but I remember it so much more specifically than I do like the happily ever after ones. I just remember my general feeling of like, oh, that was nice. Yay. How cute. But like the sad ones, <laughs> they, I guess, traumatized me. So I remember them very well, you know. I think there's something powerful about sitting through a story that's giving voice to your worst fear, right? Because for me, like when I played through Thane, uh, Thane's Romance, when I played through Legendary Edition, that was what kept hitting me was like this, it, it, you know, if something happened to my husband, that would be the worst thing that could happen to me in my life. So like sitting through and playing that, it was really cathartic and I did get really emotional and I, you know, did ground him from doing anything dangerous for the rest of his life. And my husband's like, what? Cause like he was a flame aspect. I didn't know what the hell was going on. But, um, but I, I, I do, I think those stories really stick with you because it just hits home for you. How important the people in your life are to you. Cause like this, this would be the worst thing that could happen to me and I don't want it to. And watching the character that you're projecting so much yourself onto go through this and survive. This is like, is pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful stuff. I definitely agree with that. I, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about The Last of Us lately because of the show coming out. And there's a Starcross Lovers. Actually, there's two examples of that in both games. One is like Riley and Ellie in the DLC. Oh. And then Dina and Ellie in the second game. I mean, I, I can hold out hope that they'll get back together if and when the third game ever comes out. But I don't know, like, it's just watching those kinds of things it's it's kind of like did you guys ever see that netflix movie um a marriage story mm-hmm. or and it's like that movie was it was about them going through a divorce and they they had therapy about it and they there's like this one scene where they're just fighting and being horribly ugly to one another and i would never ever speak to my husband like that even if we were getting a divorce so it's just like like exactly what you were saying like crazy to see to witness and it's the same with the last of us like it's just i don't know those sad stories like what you said remind us of what's important especially in games because every situation in a video game is so heightened in order to have action to play through mm-hmm. so it's not like normal life usually unless you're playing a sim game so like for the last of us you're watching what normal people would do but at an extreme level because their environment is so extreme and that makes the feelings more intense and so you get to feel it really hard yeah. Which for some reason we all love to feel like that. I don't know. <laughs> yes, we love to feel the most <laughs> in the last yeah. most part two and elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, that game is literally one of my favorite games of all time. The second part specifically, just because of how it highlights the perfect way that storytelling can make you feel the way it wants you to feel, basically. Because you, depending, and it also really taught empathy, I feel like, to people who might not do that very well. Because you start off watching the person you played the first game in get horribly killed, and then you're forced to play as his killer. And you're like, no, I hate this. And then you play the game, and you finish the game, and by the end of the game, you love her. Like, I mean, I don't see how you couldn't, personally. There's a lot of people out there that don't. 
because they just didn't open their mind to the story. I think that game, what was so masterful with that game is is them showing you how much point of view matters. We've only seen the world through Joel's eyes. So, of course, I mean, nobody's really a hero in that game. But as far for to, to simplify it, Joel's the hero. But Joel killed. How many people does Joel kill from all of their points of view? Joel is the villain. I mean, from Abby's point of view, Joel is the worst human being in the world. Her father was trying to save the world, and Joel killed him. I, I'm with you. How can you play through that game and not love Abby by the end unless you just were determined to hate her because Joel's the best? Like, you know? Yeah. Or she's buff. Ew. She's not yeah. hot. Mm. Whereas I'm like, I bet she gives the best hugs. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Abby, get in my life. Pick <laughs> me up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Give me a big bear hug. Yeah, is it I sad the closest that. thing to a comparison I have for that is of all things GTA 5? My favorite Grand Theft Auto character of all time is uh, from the Lost and Damned expansion in GTA 4. Mm-hmm. And when they introduce Trevor, the first thing he does is kill off that character and then your first mission as trevor is to go through and wipe out the rest of uh the motorcycle gang so i remember thinking i hate this character i can't stand trevor and all my friends were like oh trevor's cool because he's zany and doesn't care and he does whatever he wants i'm like yeah but he killed lost club so you have multiple endings for gta 5 and one of them is to end up trevor ends up dead and it wasn't subtle. I lit that stir up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. Love it. To briefly like pivot back to Last of Us 2, I also, the final fight. So I would call it the final boss as we normally do in games, but it's not, you know, it's not what it feels like. The final fight is one of my favorite in video game history. Like, because the emphasis you know, for so long has been on, it has to be the biggest thing. It has to be bombastic. It has, this is the grand finale. It's like going to a fireworks show. You got to light all the fireworks at the end. And I've never played through something that was just so desperate. Like it felt like a real fight. It was desperate and ugly and cold. And like, it, it just felt horrible. And I loved it. Like I've just never had a video game really nail that feeling of the mechanics and the story mapping onto one another that flawlessly is in that fight and to do it for the final combat in your game is incredibly brave (laughs) like when again when when common wisdom says like no this is when we just pull out all the stops and and make everything huge and big that's not what they did and i think that's so cool i referenced that fight all the time and so people are like like mary we get it we played it too like it's fine but um it's it's so good you how did very... you play that fight because i remember yeah. in that fight just literally stopping and almost crying like i don't want to do this please don't make me finish this i was crying through way. it <laughs> like please don't make me kill her i don't want to do this and i was oh, so relieved when i didn't have to yeah i just felt gross i didn't i wasn't crying but i was just like ugh, ugh. I'm a sensey baby. I cried everything. (laughs) But yeah, I cried at that. I cried when you finish the game and then the main menu changes and you see the boat at Catalina Island. And I'm like, oh my God, the fireflies. (laughs) Did you watch the entire credits? Just let them all play? No fast forward? Just Mm -hmm. not wanting the game to end? Mm -hmm. Also, for two weeks after I finished that game, I just would lay in bed watching like analysis videos of the game 
like guessing that there's this the artist that did a song for ellie his name's sean james i, I don't know if his any of his music was in the game but like first of all his music is amazing, but he has a song called The Guardian, a.k.a. Ellie's song. And I listened to that song on repeat because it fit my mood. It was just so, it's just such a slow, beautiful song. And I was just like, I'm not okay. Like, I've never had a game affect me that deeply that I literally had, I, I couldn't play anything else for two weeks. I just had to like sit with it, be like, how do I, what happened? <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Oh, I immediately started another playthrough because the first half of that game is Ellie hits so much harder now that you know all these characters and the dog oh my god it's the worst it's the worst after you've met the dog when you kill animals in a game like if they just die it makes me very sad i cried so much when my horse died in ghost of tsushima like i cried so much that was another beat (laughs) i i reference all the time is like oh my god they did such a good job because like when you pick out your horse you're like "It's, it's just a horse like it's just a mechanic and then they sneakily make you fall in love with your horse. And I'm like, this is like horse, a main character. He's the bomb. He like saved my life. And I brush him. And now he, yeah. he looks great too. And I was I was all in on this horse. And then they're just like, no, no more horse for you. The oh, music. you have another horse. And I'm like, not this stupid loner horse. I don't care about this horse. <laughs> the patchy coat. And then he hates you. If you ever just sat on him and didn't move, he yep. would try to buck you off. <laughs> Clearly a pissed off horse completely randomly but for the new witcher 3 update that they did you can now walk up to roach whenever you want and give her pets and i'm like Mm. that's amazing thank you for just adding some some roach love in there yeah i can't not talk about this since y'all brought up ghost of tsushima that game freaking broke me i hold on don't talk about the ending though because i'm not not gonna i'm not gonna get details i'm just gonna say when i got to the ending I I couldn't touch I couldn't touch a video game for a solid week. Like it was so impactful, and the you game itself cry. there was DLC. I couldn't even I I didn't touch the DLC for a calendar year because oh, I couldn't right bring now. myself to go back into that world. It was so uh, now granted I've been told that it's just because certain themes and certain things about the story I take far too seriously, <laughs> but yeah, that game broke me i love it on so many levels it's such a good game and it it was so like it was a big surprise for me not that i thought it was going to be bad but i just i wasn't really thinking about it at all and then it came out and god everything about it is good the art direction is wonderful the music is gorgeous the story is phenomenal all the characters are great the performances are great it's just there's Mm -hmm. like no fuss and i'm with you the end of that game uh no spoilers uh but the way that they chose to end it was so out there and was so not what i expected and was so perfect for the story they'd been telling that i was just like holy shit like wow they got my number and <laughs> sucker punched i, I need to go gut. sit down somewhere else <laughs> where i'm not looking at this because i'm upset yeah. it was great yeah speaking of breaking somebody so mary you were you wrote in that final season of walking dead right I did, yeah. Now that, that, <laughs> that, a gut punch that turns back into, that's tears of just, oh my God, I just want to die now, into a few minutes later, oh my God, this is the happiest I've ever been in my life. Because I played that first, and then I watched my girlfriend play it, and she's sitting there crying when you make us think that she's dead. And I'm like, <laughs> she looked at me, and I had a little smile on my face, and she got mad at me because I was smiling, because I was like, I because I know it's going to happen. But then, you know, a few minutes later, 
then she's crying tears of joy. She's like, that's why you were smiling. Yes, but I didn't want to spoil it. So it's so funny to hear that now because um, at the time, there was, you know, all games are, are big works of collaboration. And the writer of Clem's final scene in the middle is Adam Douglas, fantastic writer. And I read his first draft of that scene and he was like, well, what'd you think? And I was like, um, I'm deeply upset. So good job. Great. No notes. And then I was talking to Michael Kirkbride, who is the narrative designer and he, it was his idea. He's like, I want to switch to AJ and I want to stretch this out as long as we can. I want to convince everybody that she is gone. You are AJ now. And I was like, you bastard. <laughs> like That's amazing. And he started like prototyping it and putting it together. And I was playing it and I was like, oh my God, it's so good. Like they're absolutely going to believe that. And, you know, it obviously, you know, it's fine. We weren't that horrible. <laughs> like it was a big risk because we, we were also afraid that we would lose, you know, I mean, not deeply afraid, but a little bit afraid that we would lose some people is that they would see that scene and just turn it off and just never know how it actually ended. But luckily at that point we had enough AJ goodwill that, that people kept playing and then, you know, saw the rest of it. But yeah, I was, um, I was a, a writer on episodes one, three, and four. And then I was the lead writer of episode two and man, what, a journey <laughs> that was it was my first time being like in a writer's room and we were you know talking about the zombie apocalypse and light light-hearted stuff <laughs> like that like what do you live for it was it was great it was a good time my girlfriend literally screamed when clem came back on the screen she literally screamed and put her arms out like she was gonna go hug the tv yes yeah yeah she's back yeah whenever pod friends slash real life friends in our Twitch chat is saying that she cried a lot in Miles Morales because as a mom, she just was like worried for him all the time and that he was a very well written character. So I'm gonna pass along praise for that game as well. Thanks. That was another fun one to work on. Um the final call between um Rio and Miles that I got I got to write which was it's in the post game and and they have a phone call about basically everything that's gone down was one of my favorite things I've I've gotten to write because it's her and you know Rio being awesome because of course she is but basically saying like you just got to keep going you just got to keep going and you got to hold on to the good memories that's what's important here and I like I was sitting at my desk, like writing that and like tearing up, not at like the beauty of my words, but just like, oh my God, you do. You just have to think about good things. <laughs> and like the lead writer sitting next to me, like, are you, are you good? Are you fine? Do you need to go to lunch? Like, what's going on? It was great. It was good stuff, good content. <laughs> uh, my husband has definitely walked into the room and seen me just sitting here crying. And he, I'm, you know, I've got YouTube up on one side and paper in front of, well, not paper, but a Google Doc in front of me. And at this point, he <laughs> understands what's going on. But before it was just, uh, you know, it's like I'm watching through the ending of another romance and I just can't do it right now. <laughs> or, or me, I'll be an idiot and I'll watch Morden singing um, after curing Ooh. the genophage or nope. yeah, there. I like to cry sometimes. So there's, mm -hmm. I have a whole big backlog of crying moments that I can pull up. I don't cry a ton at video games. I get really emotional and I get really invested, but I don't actually cry very often. But Two out of the three times I can remember crying are 
um, the guy who plays Warden Solis also plays Otto Octavius in Spider-Man. So he did two of the three. And when I met him, I told him that. And I was like, so how dare you, first of all. But also, you're all nice. But, like, <laughs> thanks a lot, Will. <laughs> thanks for doing a really good job. <laughs> yeah, thanks for singing in, during your murderdom. That's fine. <laughs> All right. That's just well, when video games are at their best. Sorry, when when you can make us feel like that, when you can make us feel to the move us to the point of tears. I mean, that's when video games are at their best. It's fun sometimes just to go in and shoot a bunch of things. And but man, when you can feel the characters, when like with Last of Us Two, where I finish it and I'm like, I have to play this again because I have to be back with these characters. I'm not ready to say goodbye. That's just that's something special. It is peak entertainment experience in my mind. It's the best way to experience a story is when you get to be a part of it. I agree. That was beautifully put, V. And I think that that's a good point to wrap up the official side of the show for the night. Uh, Because we have definitely tangented quite a bit here from Star Cross for Happily Ever After. True. Uh, But that is what we are here to discuss. Did we discuss tits tonight? I don't know. Mm, Tits, tats, tarians, and tangents. I mean, we talked about the Iron Bull. So he has pillowy man bosoms. Those count. <laughs> very comfortable. Very cozy. Yeah. I'll just flash some tattoos just for, you know, shits and giggles. Right. I mean, I got them too. <laughs> I love that we all, Lizzie, you got any ink hidden under the shirt? You don't have to show. I don't do needles. <laughs> I love that tattoo, Mary, by the this way. This one? Yeah, yeah I do. Oh. <laughs> so. Yeah, too many years of literally not being allowed when I was impulsive in my 20s to have tattoos without having to cover them up with copious amounts of makeup. Thank mm-hmm. you, college color guard. So, <laughs> Wynn has beautiful tattoos all over yeah, the She's place. got a full yeah, leg okay, piece. Win. You, well, you, you win. win. We win. <laughs> <laughs> Win for the win. All right. So let's go around the room again for the night and uh, we will wrap up the show. Uh, Lizzie, what do you got to shout out? I know you do cool things on the interwebs. Yes. So I am streaming. Well, I haven't been for the past month, but hopefully starting the next couple of weeks, I will once again be streaming Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Assassin's Creed and the Kingdom Hearts series. Once I am safely moved, I fly out tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. So excited for you. (laughs) Thanks. I will be streaming from every airport. Like I'm going to do short little stuff talking about where I'm at and everything. Because I'm going from the airport here to JFK to New York and then to Seoul and then to Tokyo. So it's going to be a very long three days, but it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. But you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LVCC13. And on the Discord. Join the Discord. It's fun. Oh, yes. All the Discords. Bat Night. I know you started streaming. My Twitch stream is daddy underscore Bat Night with a K. The YouTube is at Daddy Bat Night. And then my Facebook page is at DB Night. All right. Sounds good. Mary, where can the people find you? easiest place is on twitter it is mary k news i keep threatening to make a tiktok because um i'm sick of the whims of elon uh ruling my life um so we'll see how that goes that might happen but apart from that i bounce around 
video game sphere, internet sphere as needed. Um, I'm a co-host of the Global Game Jam coming up, so I will be there shortly. And other than that, I'm just, you know, writing video games. So whenever I have one come out, I'll probably pop up and be like, hey, this was fun. I need to go sleep. And that's it. That's that's how you find me. (laughs) (laughs) Apollo, got anything cool going on? I'm not a creator, so not really, but I am just eagerly counting down the minutes till eight o'clock Sunday night when the next Last of Us episode comes out. Me too. (laughs) So Um, good. And when? What you got? Uh, yeah, I'm not a creator either. I don't. I'm not very interesting. I'm just a perpetual supporter of everybody who does. Love you too. Um, I'm gonna just put it out there that you give the best hugs. So. Wynn does give amazing hugs. The best. If you like what you're hearing, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes or give us a rating on Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co-host, Toasty, where we explore the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. And of course, in our Two Girls, One Ship channel on the Robots Radio Discord. Come give us a follow on all the social medias and on patreon.com slash two girls one ship. Links to those are in the description. I'm on the Robots Radio Discord as well and on our own two girls one ship Discord server where we nerd out on all our favorite CGI significant others. Be sure to check out our live streams on Twitch on Wednesdays and Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Or watch the YouTube video. Oh, sorry. That was an old one. There's no YouTube video. Just kidding. Our podcast episodes release on Mondays because you need at least one good thing on a Monday. There's also no more Wednesday night stream because You're right. that I was taking over a lot. Chat. I know. <laughs> I took this from the last patron chat one. Yeah, a month okay. ago. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> sorry. Just on Fridays. I swear I have my shit together. And I don't, so that's why I canceled the Wednesday night streams. So, (laughs) thanks for listening. And remember, beauty's in the eye of the controller. Vault Dwellers, join me, Jaxus, Sassy Lady Rover, Eric, and the creator, Maverick, as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it using at FalloutRTD. You can send us an email using FalloutRTD at gmail.com. Join us. The conversation has already started.